Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show from 4 to 7 on 95.5 WSB and follow the doctrine on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter for even more content. Live from the heart of Atlanta, Georgia, and beyond, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. I am your lovable, huggable radio chat host, Eric Von Hessler. The other voices you hear are the doctrinaires. Man of a thousand voices, Tim Andrews. Lady of 184.7 characters, Autumn Fisher. The man behind the glass, George Clark. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto. Ah, still, still nursing that big game hangover. You can call it the Super Bowl. It's okay. I got to be careful, man. No, the you don't have to be careful, and the lawyers don't have to. It's very, very simple. You're not allowed to use the name Super Bowl if you are trying to make money off of it. So if you had a bar, you couldn't say super, you say the big game because <laughs> otherwise you have to, but we are a news and information organization. I know during this show, these three hours, maybe that doesn't seem so upfront as the rest of the uh, uh, programming at WSB, but we are still in fact a news and information. And so we, we do our listeners a disservice if we say the big game, because there's no such thing. No, I won the big game. Yeah. <laughs> I won the big game yesterday. <laughs> the, yeah, the big game is usually a lottery somewhere. A state lottery of some kind. So, uh, no, we uh, it's the Super Bowl, and we're allowed to call it the Super Bowl. We just can't we can't have a WSB uh, sort of thing going on and have people come in and say it's for the Super Bowl. We have to say the big game in yeah, this situation. Exactly. Uh, but people are scared in radio. I understand. Um, but if you have a brain and you understand how the law works, it's okay. You can say Super Bowl when you're talking about the Super Bowl, especially when it's over and nobody can make any money out on any <laughs> anymore. So I will uh, say this. Uh, congratulations to my friends who are Chiefs fans. Uh, many commiserations for my, a lot of my friends who are 49ers fans. I'll tell you this. I didn't watch one second of it. And my wife and I had a great time. I, it was not nearly. There was a little bit of FOMO in that middle of the afternoon, like because I I've watched every Super Bowl I think since 1974, and so it was a little bit of like mm, maybe I'll. But my wife and I went out, and and I I realized hey it's almost Valentine's Day, why don't we just use this as our Valentine's Smart. night out? We're gonna, we won't go to him. Uh, dinner, go to a movie. Your big game night out. And that's... Ex- <laughs> and so we, we get to this place, and it's a very nice restaurant, but they did have television. So I said, hey, can we get a, let me get a, a booth so we can't see the TV? And uh, I will tell you this. While we were there having dinner, having a perfectly fine conversation, I always kind of knew in the back of my head I could check and see. I never wanted to. It, was the, it turned out to be very easy to not watch the Super Bowl. At one point when I was walking out, of the restaurant, uh, I I did accidentally see that it was ten to three, but I didn't know who was leading. I didn't know who was ten, who was three. Then we went to the movie. Get to that in a second. One of the strangest movies I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Uh, uh, and that ended late. Walked out after eleven o'clock. Saw another TV screen. Saw oh overtime twenty five twenty two. I was like oh okay I get it. Seems like it was an exciting game, but I it certainly was. I I read five or six articles. For some reason, reading about the things that in real time would have annoyed the hell out of me, reading about them the next day doesn't annoy me. But in real time, 
it, it from my reading seems like there was a lot of camera time on Taylor Swift and there like, was and she knew the camera was on her and the chugging of the beer and then the what in my mind post game confetti Taylor Swift with her stupid friends up there that don't know a damn thing about football all of that would have bothered me in real time <laughs> I just, you know, reading about it the next day, it's like, hey, Ice oh. Spice was learning, okay? She was oh. learning about the game. Yeah, that's uh, my understanding. Ice, Ice Spice, Spice exactly. is up there. <laughs> Ice Spice Baby? Who's no, that? no, no, no. Ice Spice is uh, very popular right yeah, now she, she and not down... a part of the Spice Girls. She has a little orphan Annie hairdo. I, I've I've heard that she's quite talented. Actually, she is. I don't know that. I don't know, but my, my I'm just out of it. I'm out of the game. Well, she was nominated for. New See what York. happens when you turn forty. On. Yeah, <laughs> for real. You're supposed to be closer to the ground than this old sixty year old. In my opinion, she got snubbed during the Grammys. She should have probably won New Artist of the Year over the. I Monet was thinking girl. the same. Yeah, I would love still to this day. My first question: <laughs> If Taylor Swift walked in here right now, is could you explain what a screen pass is to me? Just. Just in general, just sort of tell me what a screen pass is. But all that stuff would have annoyed me during the game. The thing that I'm most interested in just watching uh, the thing is the the moment where Travis Kelsey almost knocked over Andy Reid yelling at him. Yes. <laughs> Why was yeah. he so mad? Uh, well, they were, they were being, they were, they apparently the first half stunk and the second half and the overtimes were great because they, they couldn't do anything. Kansas City couldn't get anything done and San Francisco, what was it 10 to 3 at, at halftime? Or? I believe it was 10 3, but I mean, yeah, the Chiefs looked awful in the first half and then they kicked it up. Well, enough. it's the same thing they did against the Bills. They got Andy Reid. You know, it's just, they, they go into halftime and I don't know if you remember the Bills game, but they were stifled throughout the first half and then they came out in the third quarter and it was like the Bills defense wasn't even on the field. I don't know if it was exactly like that last night. But uh, well, I think Mahomes I, threw a, threw, a, their defense, threw an interception. Uh, uh, San Francisco's defense stayed pretty consistent through most of the game. It was tough for them to score. Well, until the get, end. Once you get into the overtimes against someone yeah. like Patrick Mahomes, and you're tired, that is that's a rough. Well, that's that, a rough and then go. also you're playing against Kyle Shanahan, which Kyle Shanahan's he's give becoming you a game. the Marv Levy. He's going to give you the game. He's he's becoming the Marv Levy of the age. <laughs> I, I, people don't know that reference. Totally. To, yeah, it's the Bills co- coach who lost four Super Bowls in a row. I know. Kyle Shanahan, I know you know. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan uh, was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> when they Don't were when they me. were leading the Super Bowl twenty eight to three in the middle of the third quarter. And we didn't run the ball. He was the co- coach of the 49ers. The last time they lost to the Chiefs, they were leading with ten minutes left. Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew a wide open. Can't remember the wide receiver's name, but. Overthrew him by five yards. It was a certain touchdown, and they win that game. They lost that game. And then, you tell me last night, he made the dumbest. That in would, overtime. That has to be, if it's if you're right, that this is the dumbest, I think, coaching mistake I've ever heard of in the Super Bowl. So, a lot of the players didn't know what the new, updated NFL overtime rules were. Okay, and he but, decided did, to, but did Shanahan know? It doesn't that, matter what that, the players that's the knew. We don't know. I don't understand why he wouldn't so he won. Now, he won... So the 49ers won the coin flip for overtime. Correct. Now, he confused it with the beginning of the game. In the beginning of the game, if you win it, the, the flip, usually you let the other team go first. And it has to do with trying to get like a double down thing at yeah. the end of the second quarter going into the third quarter. But in this situation, you always, always, always take the ball first just so you know what you have to do when your offense takes the field. If the other offense goes first, based on what they do, you then know what you have to do to win. always kick first. There's no reason. So I have to assume that Kyle Shanahan... Didn't know the rule. It had to be. That had to be. Which is the rule. And by the way, if that's true, if that's true, 
if that's true, then that means that when you're the Chiefs, when you're a team like the Chiefs where everything is going, and because they're talented as hell, I'm not saying that you know somebody's waving a magic wand, but when everything is going your way, you get all the ironic things. If it's true that Kyle Shanahan made that mistake because he didn't know the new rule, that would mean that on top, cherry on top, the Chiefs and Mahomes benefit from the rule that was changed because Josh Allen wasn't able to see the field in the 13-second game. <laughs> and when things are going your way, man, things just go your way. That's all there is to it. It's, so it must be great to be a Chiefs fan, but I'm not. So, you know, enjoy the time. But I've I, So my wife and I have decided that uh, from now on, Super Bowl Sunday is our Valentine's Day unless the Bills are, and or the Falcons are in the Super Bowl, which means— Next year? Which means that yeah. uh, we're going to basically always be doing this for the rest oh, of our yeah. Bills and Falcons married section. lives. Oh, wouldn't that happen. be great? <laughs> Bills and Falcons. Bills and Falcons. That's the old they joke. They both that, lose. Uh, no, the, <laughs> if the Bills and the Falcons were in the Super Bowl, the, uh, the opening uh, flip of the, of the coin would, would <laughs> land on its edge. Yes. And they would just have to send everybody home. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for showing up. <laughs> but it must be great to be a Chiefs fan. It's just not me. It's not... Uh, it's not. I realized the Super Bowl was. It's entertainment, right? But it's and not all entertainment is made for you. It's not made for me. So my new thing to put this all to rest because I don't want to mess up my family situation is my new thing is I watch I watch football during the regular season and into the playoffs until the Bills and the Falcons are out, and then when that's done, I'm done with football. Doug Turnbull says there are big now. Jams. My wife and I for our Valentine date movie took in a movie called Poor Things, which I can only explain this way. If you took Island of Dr. Moreau, Frankenstein, Eraserhead, and My Fair Lady and put them all together, you'd have this movie Poor Things. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan lost again. That's what you get for costing the Falcons the Super Bowl. <laughs> Good job, Chiefs. All right, that is not... <laughs> That is, by the way, that is not reality. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons do not get to that Super Bowl without Kyle Shanahan. And if Devontae Freeman picks up a block, <laughs> they most, unless, you know, assuming that Matt Ryan hits a wide open, I can't remember who the receiver was down the middle of the field. I think it was Sanu that was yes, open down the middle of the field. Wide open, and uh, Freeman misses his block, and Ryan gets sacked. I've tortured myself with that clip, I've watched it. Over and over and over again, a couple times. I was, no matter how many times you watch, it's I not know. <laughs> it, it, believe me, there were a couple <laughs> nights where, after having a couple, I've like you just watch it over and over. I'm like, what if? What if? We just always set <laughs> up with these kind of cursed, uh, you know, kind of. You think about the 49ers fan base with Joe Montana. They won four, and now they've lost three since then. So that fan base, if you're old enough, you've been through the best of times, and now now the worst. The, of times. Well, I don't know. Is it the worst? Is it worst? You still the made, second yeah, you, best. Yeah, you I, I, you know, I mean, it, it feels awful. There's no doubt about that. It feels, but Kyle Shanahan is becoming one of these coaches that seems a little bit uh, star-crossed when it comes to the Super Bowl. But uh, you know, <sighs> Autumn, did you? Uh, I'm making a big deal that I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but you probably just didn't watch it, like you never watch it. Um, I watched uh, up until like seven minutes left in the first quarter. Oh, that seems like because my kids were yelling that they were bored, and so they wanted to watch Wonka. Okay. How was Wonka? I'd seen Wonka already, and then we started it again, and then they were tired, and they were not paying attention anymore, so I turned it off, and then we watched Usher. 
Uh huh. Boy, that, yeah, that was good. great. That was awesome. It, was, was it wasn't good you know, at first. I was like, "This is dumb." It was like a. I, I thought it was like a four at first, and yeah. then it turned into like a twelve. I, I was like, incredible. I read two different things on it. One said it was fantastic. One said it was terrible. So oh. it's great. I guess it's all in the eye of the beholder. I, I don't understand why when Atlanta had the Super Bowl, his mic wasn't it, working at first. Apparently, I didn't even pick up right. on it. I, I don't understand how when we had the Super Bowl back in 2018, how in the hell did we not have that Super Bowl halftime show? Well, who that was, was it then? That was the most ATL halftime show ever. Uh, ever. What was it? Katy Perry. Yeah, we, we had Maroon Five. Oh, Maroon. Uh, oh yeah. Why there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Maroon Five, and then Vegas gets the most Atlanta halftime show possible. Ridiculous. Wow. How was your uh, Super Bowl party? Did you have any Taylor Swifties? Uh, I did. Uh, Got to add a couple of them. Uh, did any, any of them vomit all over the place? <laughs> no vomiting. <laughs> uh, but uh, George Clark hung out. He, he was out there for a while. This was and a great party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Hey. He left for a while and came back. That's yeah, a good party. He went Come to another back. party and came back to mine. So I was like, I was oh, good. My cool. understanding is, you know, driving through the neighborhood at night is the scariest part. <laughs> so the fact that you left and came back is... Uh, I'm a lucky man. Pretty... <laughs> <laughs> was Lexi there? Uh, she was not there. Oh, your good oh. friend who's on The Bachelor? Yeah, she's, she's going to be on tonight. Tonight. How much of a friend is she that she doesn't show up? I have a secret way of winning guys over and kissing. <laughs> yeah. Dad says I'm the best. <laughs> There's Lexi right now, friend. Hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> potential bachelorette and friend of uh, Jared Yamamoto, Lexi. Potential bachelorette. What's going to happen? What's going to happen tonight? What's going to, what's going to, you know, what's going to. Well. Let, I can't really reveal much, but uh-huh. you are going to have your mind literally blown. Okay, you just you just show me not. You told me you're going to freak out. It's like a really really good episode. I would mm. not miss it. Okay, <laughs> have you seen it yet? Uh, no. Doug Turbull says there are two eighty five. Here's the two headlines uh, that I saw. So Yahoo News, Usher delivers hit songs with iconic guests at 2024 Super Bowl halftime show. Then from Deadline.com, Usher fizzles in Super Bowl halftime show despite Alicia Keys and guest stars galore. So people are, uh, well, it's America. So I think it's probably 50-50. Half of America loved it and half of America hated it. So that's how America responds to everything. Well, we've not made it all the way through all of the Super Bowl headlines, so we should... Uh, we should open up uh, an old classic. Super Bowl. I, I use the, the word classic lightly. That's what we'll do when we get back. All right, so a few more stories. And then we'll let the Super Bowl go. This I find interesting. Uh... This headline I find interesting because I don't necessarily buy it. I think it's being overdone. Some people, obviously. According to Newsweek, Black National Anthem sends MAGA into meltdown. I don't know if that's true. I'm sure many people. But I will say this. What's not being said here and the problem here is that when you say that something is the Black National Anthem, I have to assume that you mean the National Anthem is the White National Anthem. And that causes a problem, I would think. It's like mm-hmm. it, by your the so the forces to say the last thing in the world they want is some sort of white separatism. If you say this, and that song's been around, that's a great song. It's got, but now all that you say this is the black national anthem, then that that means that the national anthem 
is the white national anthem. And then the other question is, um, what about the Asians? Don't they need a national anthem? Don't, uh, you know, ever, then you start breaking it down by Americans. And after a while, yeah, I mean, Native Americans, they've got as much of a case as anybody to say, hey, that one was forced on us. So then what you end up doing is, you know, a national anthem is supposed to unify a country like a flag. You know, it's silly that you look at a piece of cloth and you you have emotional feelings, but you do because it represents something to you. And so, are we going to have a different flag next? These are questions we that are worth asking. Do. We have like 10 different fl- everybody every identity Well, has no, a flag. I know, but the American flag still flies over all of the other flags. This is being presented as another national anthem. And so, in the name of like healing, I think that you end up going you know, what seems inclusive, like, okay, whether you, whether you asked for it or not, if you're black, you've got your own national anthem. But then, well, what does that leave the national anthem? The white national anthem? If the idea question. here was to heal and unify, you've done exactly the opposite. Yeah, but I will tell you this. I don't believe this headline because I think most people now just roll their eyes at all of this stuff. I don't I think we're getting to a point now where like people aren't going to get as angry about the next Disney Star Wars cuz it, it was new at that time and then something different was happening. I just think now with all of this kind of stuff, people just roll their eyes, most people. You know, you've got the people who are just going to get angry about anything. And they'll never be happy on either side. But I just think most people are just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Good luck. Let's get the touch. Let's get the kicking off. And, you know, that's what I think. In reality, there's so much. It's like every month now. Now, this is February. So Black History Month has been Black History Month. My seems like my whole life, ever since I can remember. So that was, it like stood out. But now every month is something. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh, people are, it, make, it waters it down. People just like roll their eyes when you get to like whatever is happening in August when you're celebrating people who live on an island or something. You know, it's like people go, ah, okay, <laughs> whatever. I always, I always know what month we're celebrating what based on the th- <clears throat> in my Amazon Prime at the top. It's always like, hey, you want to watch movies about whatever this is this <laughs> month? No, I want to watch good movies. And if it's a good movie, I don't care who's in it. I'm never going to turn away a good movie because, well, the cast was the wrong color. That's not going to happen. And I don't think most people are like that. So in reality, what Amazon should say is, hey, you want to watch a good movie? And then just include a bunch of good movies with a whole bunch of different kinds of people. But we don't live in that world. And that's why I think most people now are just so bombarded with all this so good, I mean, right side of history kind of stuff. They just go, eh. It's like you can't always be outraged. Right. You you also can't always celebrate and be taken seriously. Right, yeah. Because then it's nothing. Sometimes people say, why can't we pretend it's Christmas every day? Well, Christmas wouldn't mean anything. Right. If Christmas was every day, Christmas itself wouldn't mean anything. You would get bored with it. It just wouldn't mean anything. Just be another day. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, like I said, growing up, February is always Black History Month. I wonder, has it watered it down now that every month celebrates somebody or something? Does that? Am I angry about that? No, I just go, eh, yeah, that's the way it goes. It's corporations doing their thing. I, most people feel like most of this stuff, including you know the wokeism of the Disney Star Wars, they, I think most people just go, eh, corporations, lawyers, 
Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> if it makes somebody happy. get angry anymore. Some people whatever. really, some people yeah, really. A lot of whatever. Whatever. <laughs> How yeah. obvious? Okay. Yeah. Depending like, on the month, you have some people within the office that are really, really into whatever month it is. Like if it's yeah. March, April. They're usually it. just not too far out the college doors. Yes. But you can almost tell by age. Yeah. The, the people who are going to take it most seriously are the ones who can tilt, still tell you the names of their favorite sociology professors. The further you get away from that... <laughs> I don't care what color you are. It's like, oh, right. Because even, at, like, you know that, uh, like, a, a, a wiser person, a person who's been around a few more years, it doesn't matter what demo, demographic they come out of. You know, they're wise. You go, ah, oh, it's a bunch of corporations trying to pretend they care. No, it's see, not even, I, I, not even I real. Disagree. What? I think sometimes the older someone might be, the more that they sort of dig into stuff like that. And Maybe. I don't know whether it's because they're bored. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Now, you got that, too. You have like yeah. it's more fun than a crossword puzzle. So yeah, yeah, you could have, and, it, and it's and it's fun to like stand up and say you're about something when you don't yeah. really have a lot going on anymore. Cause that's true. Old. All your friends are dead. <laughs> oh. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Either dead or dying. Saying? Saying? Oh, dead month. That's all. August. Yeah. Oh, hey, let's celebrate that. That's hot. That October isn't October <laughs> celebrating the dead. Former let's Americans just... Month. <laughs> Former, formerly living Americans yes. month and then people will get upset hey you know some of the people who died were not good people should we be celebrating them you see they'll get another month oh the so, good, the good bad, bad formerly dead Ce- Americans celebrating yes. the our our bad let's start off with Al Capone ladies and gentlemen give him a round of applause hey he was a bad guy but, yeah uh, but you know what he kind of had syphilis of the brain yeah so we can't really, and, should we really and we got good movies. Let me tell you something about Capone. Yeah. We got some good movies. No one could say he wasn't a doer. Right. You know what? Glass half full. That's right. And you know what? It what was, month is that for? It was his journey. Oh, we celebrate glasses in, in uh, I believe, April. What about spectacles? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's November. Ah, uh, the spectacle. The spectacle of the Super Bowl. <laughs> Is there anything else that we've... Oh, Kanye West, he had a commercial that he filmed on his phone. That was cool. That was like... I feel like that was like a I think it's very changing sp- weird things. You He's know? Cool. always a smart marketer, except for that yeah. whole that whole Hitler, <laughs> that, that whole celebrating Hitler thing. Yeah. That that was not good marketing at all. But other than that, he seems to be good at marketing. <laughs> Doug Turnbull says there is a travel... A couple more Super Bowl headlines, then we'll move on. Move on to trail mix or something like that. We'll talk about the politics in this nation. And pretend we give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> of course we do. Who believe- said that? Who said that? I'm uh, sorry, it was me. It was okay. Autumn. Of all yeah. the Super Bowl stuff, I can't believe you didn't want to hear this. Y'all hear this? We've been fighting for all right all day. How about a little Viva Las Vegas? Viva Las Vegas! Viva! Viva! I love. Sounds uh, like he's being murdered. I love. Yeah. <laughs> the last clue was he kept saying "Viva Las Vegas" <laughs> as he was being stabbed Screaming, Rosebud! I love the the Kelsey brothers, but uh, that particular brother is not the singer of the relationship. No, no, not at sure. all. By the way, her uh, uh, chugging a beer. Uh, Cute, right? Well, I don't know. There'll be some. There have to be some Swifty moms who are like, "Hey, a lot of your." A lot of your fan base is like 14-year-old girls. Is this uh, good behavior? What's next? Is she going to burp really loud and well, get a laugh? There's one where she was shooting up, too. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a slippery slope. Yeah. That's the problem. You start Thank you. I drinking. love you. <laughs> yeah, I love you. Uh, uh, there was a streaker 
Couple of there was a yeah. streaker on the field. Mm-hmm. I'm getting all, I didn't see a moment of Tony this. goes Tony goes, Yeah, we can't talk about it yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> I love those did, guys. Did he do all right? Did he do I, all right? I love those guys. I usually so like I'm Romo biased. too. I I don't care. People don't, get down on him. I don't care. It's just the fact that he has a casualness to the way that he calls the game. Yep. Basically, I like. But. He had a weird moment at the very end of the game here. Listen to this. Like, I had to cut it off because the Kansas City Chiefs had just won on this play here. Yeah. And he just keeps talking instead of celebrating here. Listen to this. First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there. Hartman. Jackpot. Kansas City. Should be over, right? Congrats. And this was the Andy Reid special. That he keeps on going. Well, he he's on. just telling you what the play yeah. is. It's the Andy Reid special, but which he goes usually for like has a cheeseburger seconds. and some fries on the side. Yeah, with a milkshake. A big mountain of a man. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the, what else did I want to hit? Just very quickly out of the uh, headlines that I saw. Okay, the, so the streaker that didn't last too long. I guess they got that taken care of. And oh, the, the uh, so if you were in the stadium, how do you say that name in that stadium? Allegiant. 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 Yeah. Uh, is that a that's a banking? Concern? No, it's a. Uh, I, I think it's a uh, an airline, right? <laughs> is it, what? What? No. Yeah, no. Alleg- yeah I no. think so. Let me, let me check. Allegiant Air. Yeah. Is it? They can't afford. They got that much money. They can afford to. <laughs> I ain't never heard of it even. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's the low cost carrier that's based. I think it's based out of Vegas. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't. That. I don't like the idea of low cost carrier. You know what? Come when it comes to flying, I want to pay the highest yeah, price. You possible. bring a knapsack. I want to know they've got enough money. <laughs> Yeah, bring your own seat. Remember, yeah, you got, a, you got like a beach chair you bring with you. Oh, yeah. People don't remember People's Express. I I rode on People's Express, and they would actually, when you're in the air, they would come down the aisle and collect your money. You feel like you're oh, like a, a train. Yeah, all aboard. Yeah, it's it was like so I worked with a comedian. I don't want to steal a slot. I can't remember who he was, but he said it's like they it's like the it's like the pilots asking you for uh, gas money or something. <laughs> hey, look, we, we'll get you there, but we don't have quite enough fuel. Uh, one more story in here. I did. Oh, I figured this was going to happen. So there was a Beyonce announces new album and Super Bowl advertisement. Remember Jay Z? Was it last week at the Grammys? Whenever yeah. the Grammys were, he went on and on about she's won everything, but you've never given her album of the year. I knew right then that she was going to put out an album, and so basically that was just that was all. He's a great businessman. A little teaser. And that was no. He was just throwing it out there. I dare you to not give her. Album of the year, knowing that she was going to drop an album a few weeks later. Next for the next Grammys. Doug Turnbull says, "So that this crazy movie that I watched called Poor Things. George Clark. He's, is Emma Watson? Is she up for anything at the Oscars? Because Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I'm is. sorry. She. Uh, yeah, she was fantastic. I don't. I don't know that most people would enjoy the film, but she was having a blast." Hey everybody, future Eric here to let you know that there's been an edit at this point. Uh, I got home after the show and I realized that uh, some of the ideas that I was expressing here, uh, I had heard somebody else say uh, very recently, and I didn't give any credit to that person, and that made me feel like a big jerk. So uh, that's just the way that I am. We've edited it out, and the rest of the show is available. We may be doing more than just uh, one more segment on the campaign trail mix because there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff out there. This might surprise you. Trump has said something that uh, people find outrageous. I did. And uh, <laughs> James Carville basically said, "Yeah, the reason you're not seeing Biden is because uh, the people around him don't have any faith in him." I think it would have worked. 
Oh, uh, did it work? If there had been a little money invested, it would have worked. <laughs> Everything costs money. <laughs> oh, is this a different version of Straight to Hell with uh, uh, psychedelic pills? Driving and crying. Uh, there's no. nothing about psychedelic pills. Is it live? Must be live, maybe. No, this is the original. Is it? No, I don't know. That that opening yeah. didn't sound deliberate enough. The opening is, is like... 96 Dum. Rock, you know, Z93. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that it sounds it sounds like a different version. It's Does it the sound original. Like the, <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that it is, Kevin. No, I don't know. No, the original is very deliberate. Boom, boom, boom. Down by law, down <laughs> by law, down by law. Hey, down, so you down, are saying, so law. you are saying, down by law. Down, yeah. down, down by law. Yeah, okay. So you are saying, down. No, no, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Good old Kevin Kitty. <laughs> I think it's a live version. No, I I say no. I know okay. that you're the expert, and you've heard it a billion it's, more times I'm than not, me. I'm not an expert at all. I am not an well, expert. More than me, probably. Yes. Maybe I am an expert. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't want to be the one to call myself an expert. You know, experts say <laughs> this could be a live version, or maybe it's a conspiracy theory. But as Ooh. RFKJR says, oh. uh, you know, a, a conspiracy theory is just something the government doesn't want you to hear and doesn't want you to think about. I hung out with Kevin Kinney in the late eighties. <laughs> we would go to Island Record music parties together. I don't remember the details very well. <laughs> uh, fun was had, I would imagine. Well, I certainly did. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry. All right, let's go through the campaign, see what's going on here. Uh, okay, you've got the... Uh, let's go with Biden jumbling those words again. Can't get enough of that. How do you... I go down the list. I'm not going to take your time, but you know. I go, I go, I go, I go, on the list. And you know. <laughs> Then the, then it's very like 1930s there toward the end. Yeah. Hey there, yeah, see? I'm not on the list. I'm not going to take your time, but you know. You know. You know, see? <laughs> in, that same, Wise guy. in that same campaign speech, you had this moment, too. The fellow who's running again. Well, I, I'm, <laughs> they have to bail him out. They start laughing. Now, wait a minute. Do you believe that he... Genuinely forgot he, in the moment Trump's he, name. He looks a little lost. Okay, I'd, I'd have to see the video. I think he's making a break. joke because you know, and he, and no, maybe, maybe Biden is going to be like CNN and MSNBC and just pretend that Trump doesn't exist. Maybe except to complain about him. I'm running against an invisible man. <laughs> Don't vote for that guy. He's dangerous. He's invisible. <laughs> and now Biden, and then we'll do more on the other side. After all of this, because Biden is as wrong as Trump about TikTok and everything, but they've been going on and on, and TikTok's not allowed on any government uh, phones. But guess what happened yesterday? Biden joined TikTok. So on one hand, <laughs> it's dangerous, we and, need ghost pepper. Still, and it should be banned. On the other hand, we really need young people. To hell with it. This is why... This is why this is why all respect has been lost for any institutions. You gotta walk it like you talk it. Otherwise, you can't expect anybody to buy your baloney. The fellow is running again. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Yeah. Trump. <laughs> Doug Turnbull says, I, I think Trump has a uh, new strategy with hecklers in the crowd. He used to say, I want to punch you in the face, go home to mom. Now he says, uh, they're very nice people, go home to mom. A little interlude. Please treat them kindly. They're lovely people. Go home to mom. A few things I think I got wrong. I think at the beginning of the show, when we were talking about what Kyle Shanahan did wrong with overtime, with the coin flip, 
I think I ultimately got the point right, but I messed it up somewhere in there. So go check the podcast. Somehow I, I screwed that one up. And also, uh, the 49ers won five Super Bowls. Four with Joe Montana and a fifth one with uh, Steve Young. So, uh, Donald Trump, I don't know if you're aware of this dude. Who? The, that guy I'm running against? Yeah, it's that guy you're running against. Uh, I don't know if Biden doesn't know. How do you, I'm on the list, I'm not going to take your time, but you know that it's Donald Trump. Right, that you're running they're against. not going to do it if it's Donald. <laughs> you know. Are you speaking some sort of secret language? I'm going to So, uh, this is the latest thing where, uh, you know, the news agencies have no understanding. I don't know if they have an understanding, or if they don't, of why they're losing so many people. And, and they just keep banging the same drum. And it's going to be more all year long. Did you hear that crazy thing that Trump said? So now it says, this is the headline. Trump says he disregard NATO treaty. Urge Russian attacks on U.S. allies. Now, he's like half-joking in the rally thing, but that's not the point. And again, for new people, I never voted for Trump. I never voted for Biden. I never voted for Hillary. I'm never voting again the rest of my life. My hands are clean. Call them as I see them. Could be right, could be wrong, but I call them as I see them, and I don't care how you vote at all. Vote any way you'd like. I'm just going to point out that... uh Trump's art of the deal thing is what he's, this is what he's talking about here. That most NATO countries don't pay what they're supposed to, what they're obligated to pay as part of, be part of this organization. And so then Trump says this, actually he's talking about what he did as president. He's not even talking about the future. The Secretary General Stoltenberg well, I don't know if he is anymore, but he was my biggest fan. He said, all these presidents came in, they'd make a speech, they'd leave, and that was a bit. And they all owed money, and they wouldn't pay it. I came in, I made a speech, and I said, you got to pay up. All right, that's not the part that, the, the next part here is where, uh, did you hear what Trump said? They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. He said that a long time ago. Yeah. And no, the money came flowing in. Yeah, he's talking about, this is new, but he's talking about right. basically saying, and so if, you, if, you, if there's any context with Trump, or if any context is allowed with Trump, you know he's all, what he's saying is, if you want the money, you have to make them fear the fact that if they don't pay, then they're not going to get protection. But it's more than that. It's more than that. Because the reality is that NATO likes the situation the way that it is. And our intelligence agencies like the situation the way that it is. They like the fact that these European countries are behind in their payments because it gives us leverage as if we need any more leverage in NATO, because we basically run NATO. No one tells us no. No other 
states in NATO ever tell us no. And one of the reasons they never tell us no is that we have leverage on them. They want to be in the organization and they quite often don't pay their dues. And so we like that. And it's a great criticism of Europe in this age that they are nothing more than vassal states. That's all that they are. And, and I don't know if that's – is that too highfalutin for a word? Is that what a ten, that means? Is that a 10-cent word? <laughs> basically means you're a state that's allowed to basically run your internal affairs. But when it comes to foreign affairs, another larger entity basically tells you what to do on the world stage. And that's what they've become. They never tell the United States no. You remember with Iraq when France said, yeah, go to Iraq. We're not going with you. That doesn't happen anymore. So they're basically vassal states. And, and that's what – you know, that's why the onslaught comes. You got to know that it would be dangerous not to be in NATO. First of all, I don't know that. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a fan of NATO. Long before Trump came down the escalator, I wasn't a fan of NATO. I don't understand why NATO exists. NATO was started, I think, in 1947 as pushback on the Soviet Union, and the Soviet Union collapsed, and NATO just kept on going. <laughs> the job was, mission was accomplished. You were set up to push back on the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union ceased to exist. And then, well, our job may have been done, but it's not done. We got more to do. But that, that was my opinion before Trump ever came down the escalator. But what Trump is jumping up against here is a couple of things. And one of them is, I mean, from Trump's point of view, I'm going to get a bunch of money here because they're going to pay because they're going to want to know that I'm going to be there for them. Right. What's just interesting is it's supposed to be its own treating organization, but it is the president of the United States who's deciding because NATO is us for the most. It'll be it's Latvia has it's a lot us of and a bunch of <laughs> brand names that used to be important countries like, I don't know, England, Germany, France. <laughs> These are just brand names. It's like, when, it's like when you see National Lampoon attached to something. It's not the people <laughs> who started National Lampoon. They just sell that name. So now it's like, hey, we got Germany and France and England. They've got thousands of years of, of history, and they're on our side. But they're vassal states now, and uh, the, they don't want to pay. And the truth is our intelligence agencies don't want them to pay. Because we like the benefit of having the leverage over them. So Trump, with this rhetoric, is really upsetting a few different areas. Uh, and did the last time, too, when talking about NATO. Because he does not see NATO as sacrosanct. Because, like me, he sees that the United States of America has a trillion-dollar-a-year military budget. And we don't need NATO. But we do need NATO when we want to get involved with conflicts and not put our soldiers' feet on the ground. These uh, neocons who are lunatics and need to be driven out of office someday, eventually, are smart enough to know. The lesson they learned from Iraq and Afghanistan is the American people will stay with you and buy your BS about freedom and democracy as long as a bunch of their neighbors and loved ones aren't being killed. So now what we do is they've, they've gotten us to believe that somehow it's a patriotic duty to be wed to money. Listen and here. munitions that are sent somewhere. If you notice, they're not, they're not putting our soldiers on the ground anywhere because they've learned their lesson that the American people aren't going to put up with, uh, they'll put up with their treasure going to it, but not the blood. They're, they're done with the blood, yes. If somebody attacks Estonia, I know I am ready for war. That's ridiculous. That's the idea, though. Uh, by letting Estonia in NATO, are they in NATO now? They are. 
You really are you going to send your sons and daughters, ladies and gentlemen, to fight for Estonia? I don't think you're going to give them. I just don't I, believe I it. It's all built on that. Quack about it, find it out sooner or later. What's that, Mr. President? Burn. What was that? Marcelo. How do you, I go down the list, I'm not going to take your time, but you know. Okay, I, I know. got my llama on your list. <laughs> <laughs> but you like know. <laughs> Doug Turnbull says it's still bad. All right, very quickly here on uh, the campaign trail. After the NATO thing, this I really didn't quite understand where Trump was going. So Nikki Haley's husband is in the in, he's in the military. That's correct. And he's uh, he's deployed somewhere, right? And uh, so Trump's making this comment about how she said that he was the greatest president and she'd never run against him. But then he, he starts mentioning the husband. and He's like, "Where's the husband?" This one's weird to me. The greatest president in my lifetime. She said, "I will never run against him." <laughs> then she comes over to see me at Mar-a-Lago, sir. I will never run against you, sir. She brought her husband. Where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. Where, what happened to her husband? What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. He's, he's like in the military somewhere. I don't know. No, he's, he's gone. He's, like, he's, he's gone. Disappeared. At what point is he trying to I don't make? get I don't know. And I got that out, maybe out of context. I don't yeah. know. But Nikki Haley, uh, the Karen of the... Why is she still running? It's she's just there as a safety. She's just thinking if somehow one of these court things, if something happens, I'll be obvious to be the next one. I guess that's the whole idea. So uh, then her response is uh, just always just to me just weak. But Donald, if you have something to say, Hold on, don't, don't she say always it? sound like she's sending you to your room? Yes. Yeah. Donald. <laughs> Stand and maybe straight. that's is that misogynist, right? I don't know. I no, don't know. it's the tone of her voice. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't sound authentic. No, it doesn't. Right. And it sounds yeah. very like what the 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 way that the uh, the way the Karen character caricature Donald Donald put on your listening ears. She wants Donald. to speak to the manager. Well, I'm the manager, so here we are. <laughs> Donald, if you have something to say. Don't say it behind my back. Get on a debate stage and say it to my face. Say it to my face, homie. Yeah, I love. I you know I have I have been watching politics for a very long time, and this is always a losing strategy. I remember when I lived in New York State, you couldn't beat Cuomo, and uh, at this time anyway. And uh, the guy who ran against him was just somebody, the Republicans. Nobody wanted to run against him. He was so strong. And they just put this guy up there. And he, it's always that same old thing. And, and uh, Cuomo knew he didn't have to debate him, so he didn't debate him. And he would carry around a cardboard cutout. Of yes. But whenever, I've never seen that work. Usually the candidate that decides I don't need to debate wins. Now, that's not always the case. The AOC race, where that guy, even though none of us had ever heard of him, had been in there had been in the house for 20 25 years at that point was gonna was moving up the ladder as far as leadership goes and uh and he decided I don't have to why would AOC who the hell is this so I guess it does work sometimes but I've never seen it work usually if somebody decides not to debate you it's because they know they there's no reason to debate you and I, I'm wondering now uh uh James Carville the uh the guy who uh, who ran yeah. Clinton's campaign Bill Clinton's campaign like back in the 90s. He's a frog. He looks like, he, he has a lizard kind of look yeah. to him. Guys, yes. he looks like a normal human man. Continue. <laughs> yes, sorry. Are you a James Carville fan? Or, <laughs> yes. What, what, Thank what, you so what, much. what is it that made you a James Carville fan? <laughs> you know what? He was uh, a little bit of wallpaper 
of my childhood. He was yes. like in movies and in TV shows, like he would show up. And then when I found out that his wife uh, and himself have opposite politics. Well, actually, that. she they fell in love while she was running the Bush campaign and he was running the Clinton campaign. So and they cute. had a, a love affair. Okay. And, uh, swapping information. Okay. He, tell, he tells a story that, uh, well, so Bush was president at the time. And at one point, Barbara Bush walks in and sees uh, him, the opponent's campaign manager, making out with her. Her husband's campaign manager, and he's like, I guess we're busted. Doug Turnbull says there's another... All right, we're going to pivot away from politics when we come back, but there is more to cover here. James Carville had some things to say about Biden and his no-shows, beginning to wonder exactly what's happening on the Democrat side. Is there really some movement here to try to move him out of the way? Because it doesn't look like he's going to be able to put up much of a campaign. You understand the words coming out of my mouth? It's, it's too much. Hour three of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins whenever I damn well decide. <laughs> and I've decided it begins right now. Starting with the bangers here. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Matty Ice. <laughs> Why do you keep trying to squeeze him in? Hey, come on, will you hear this? Squeeze him in. Will you hear this from Matt Ryan? Starting with the bangers here. <laughs> Was he DJing? Was he? Uh... <laughs> well, it's actually a kind of a sour note. Cam, he was on Cam Newton's podcast last week, and Cam. Yeah, asked by him, the way, I saw Cam Newton set up at the uh, Super Bowl, you know, Radio yeah. Row, Podcast yeah. Row, whatever it's called, Media Row now. Not much of a setup. No, it was kind of like just him, his hat, the little table, the little table. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, hey, he's getting started. those two goofballs running around interrupting everybody's podcast. Uh, was it Segura and oh, they were doing that. And yeah, Bert Bill Kreischer. Bert Kreischer. And, yeah, it's like they because they got a new. We vodka. have a new vodka. We have a new vodka. Late stage capitalism. People won't leave you alone. Mm-hmm. Isn't that one thing you enjoy about the Von Hessler doctrine? The host is too lazy to come up with ways to ask for money for. Autumn uh, and I are. Well, I know. Yeah, the me. two of you two. But Valentine's Day coming You up. do your own thing, you know. But uh, I'm not. We could be doing a million. We don't have shirts. We don't have anything. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> Maybe the audience would like the opportunity to get a shirt. I don't know. Yeah, but you buy one shirt and that's it. That's Show's it. free. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's got advertising in it. It's, it's kind of, I think it's obnoxious always. People are just always trying to sell you something else. I mean, come on. The vodka scam. It, it's the same vodka other it's people same, use. Well, I mean, you you they throw you go in, you, you 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 go with they got like eight or nine or ten different flavors or something, right? I mean, you go and you t- oh, I like this one. All right, Bert's we'll slap your lint. name on it. Right? What about George's Cl- be- belly button lint? <laughs> George Dan Cl- Aykroyd's uh, skull vodka is supposed to be pretty good. But I don't. But what is vodka? Just what do you just get? No, there's different stuff. potato juice. Yeah, there no, are some different always. tasting vodka. Tito's isn't. That's made from grains. Oh well, you can do. But yeah. I mean, the process is the process. But it's then not, there's also like stuff that they put in it. They put uh, yeah. additives. Yeah. Okay. Great. It's a people don't. That's, there's no need for that in vodka. If you want to cut vodka, you cut it with a mixer. The idea. It's like what bothers me is my wife will sometimes get those lime tortilla chips. And then she, and then she'll still get uh, like uh, cheese, some other kind of dip. I'm like, there's no need to dip. You don't understand. If the flavor is on the chip, there's no need to dip. She's like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> now get back in your hole. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like the lime chips. I, I bet it's a bad one. Like uh, like like a nacho cheese Doritos, and then she'll put like uh, you know like dip with it. It's like oh, no, the flavor is on there already. 
Kick her to the curb. To the moon. And she'll gang. always be like, ah, you well, you know, this, that. I mean, no, you're wrong. Just stop. No, you for need a, a blank. You need a vehicle for yes, the Yes. For the, the vehicle I, is not the flavor. And vodka is the same way, I believe. There's no, no. need to give it flavors know, because Jenner's you cut vodka. it with uh, Oh, it's all BS. <laughs> why would you if you like somebody's comedy, why would you buy their liquor? I, I don't I mean, everyone smiles. Oh my goodness, I forgot. Greg is waiting in. Greg, let's bring him in. What do you have? Monday stories. <laughs> there we go. Hey, it all worked together. Yeah. With Greg Russ. I'm sorry, Greg. You could well take part in this conversation. I apologize. No, that's all right. I enjoyed listening to it. It was uh, <laughs> like that old obscure show Seinfeld. That's what it reminded me of. Most people don't what remember the that. with vodka. But all that, that, that shit. See, I don't talk. like that. That, that, that. that starts our segment off poorly. <laughs> <laughs> when you try to say that I'm trying to steal uh, some kind of somebody else's reminiscent of Have you did ever not say worked that. with anybody I... more original than me in your entire I... life? This is this sounds in like your this is entire on you. life. Have you ever worked with someone more original than me on a daily basis? For the sake of saving the segment, I will say no. Well, <laughs> you didn't save the segment because you pulled your punches. <laughs> You're the most original. Who else? There you go. Who else? Matt Pinfield. Well, I mean, Pinfield was original in a different way, in his yeah. own way. He was original in uh, not showing man, up for work and, and keeping his job. Onion sandwiches. Ooh, mouth, wow. Oh. Or, or, or What's he man. doing now? Because he was the host of like the heavy metal show after, like on MTV. That's how he came mm. to being, right? Or was it 120 minutes? It was Matt 120 Pinfield. Minutes. And is he still around? Is he doing radio? Uh, he went to L.A. He was still doing radio. The last I knew, he also got hit by a car. It was pretty. Oh, serious. that's terrible. I hope he. But got he recovered. Well, luckily, I'm glad he recovered. <laughs> and this always happens to me. Like I'll start making fun of somebody, and then somebody, oh yeah, he's got cancer. Like, could you told me that at the top? You know before what, I started making, making fun of somebody. Fun of somebody, it's for a reason. Nah, but the, it's not their. It's not your fault that now they're sick. No, but I mean, once you find out that somebody's sick, as a human being, I tend to lose my appetite for making fun of that person maybe i'm I wrong feel like he had he's freely on his show last night after the super bowl well look there you go he's still going strong he's still at it go get he him is. matt pinfield go get i him. went to, went I to say, lunch with him once it, matt pinfield. i'm not a fan <laughs> she doesn't appear to be a fan but that's, that's right get hit by another car no oh, Don't say god you're gonna get me in trouble one start day. with the bangers here she's that gal i tell you she's gonna get me in trouble one day all right. And I went to yes. lunch with him once. He had a, a, a noodles as a side dish, and he was so excited to get them, he just grabbed them with his hand, mm. uh, tilted his head up, put the noodles above, and dropped them in. Now, do you think mouth. he was trying to do like a rock and roll kind <laughs> no, of like I'm a, no. that's like a kind no. of, uh, this is, you know. That's how you know. Lemmy ate his noodles. <laughs> no. It was like... another time. Lemmy. <laughs> it was another time we went to get barbecue. And we had just ordered, and the barbecue sauces had not been brought to the table yet. And it was really bothering him that they weren't there, even though the food wasn't there yet. And he got up, he got the waitress, and he said, we need the barbecue sauces. And she said, okay. And she brought them over. And then as soon as the barbecue, barbecue came, he started putting the sauce on his food, and it sprayed all over his shirt. And he didn't oh. stop. He didn't care. Yeah. See, I think it's all it's an act. But, you know, while you, the whole story you were telling, I was caught up in the fact that you say barbecue. 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 It's spelled B A R B I E Q. Where's barbecue? Barbecue. 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 I like the way you say it. It's very barbecue. 
like, barbecue. Like, like you're just learning English. What's the deal with the pronunciation? I'm going to punch somebody. <laughs> so somebody better tell me a Monday story. Monday story. Greg says barbecue. Why is it Monday? Why don't you do it on Tuesday? What's it going to be today? Uh, Mr. Eggs. In uh, Roku. Yeah, eggs, how say, yes. How do you say Roku? Eggs. I oh. say R- Roku. 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 Masks. <laughs> I say, I say, mask. I say eggs, eggs, eggs. I do say eggs as if they start with an egg. I if it ends in at least we I own a thing. I own it. You know what original people say? Eggs. eggs. What do you, you say? know what original people say? Barbecue. Mm. Why? I drink milk. Do so many talk hosts not <laughs> adequately uh, pluralize words? It's the worst Seinfeld ever. Well, I, I got tripped up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Tim Andrews? Yeah. What's the Jerry deal with Tim Andrews? Seinfeld impression. Why isn't any good? <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Seinfeld gets yeah. the Seinfeld impression gets more and more death sounding yeah. the more you do it. Pretty pretty bad. Oh, season? No, I haven't watched the new season yet. Andrews is mad at me because he wants to talk about it. And I am the I ending of the first episode. I want to talk about. He got pissed off at the end. He thought the ending of the first episode was woke. I don't know. No hack. Hack. Not woke. Oh, not woke. Hack. hack. Very So hack. You, you below his standard is what yeah. you're saying. Okay. I'll watch it this weekend. I know it's Monday, but I'll watch it this weekend. Okay. This weekend. <laughs> By this time next week, I will have watched it. <laughs> That's my guarantee to you, damn it. You Hold them to it. All right. Tim. Hold my feet to the fire. Uh, what is, we're going to have to break for traffic, but what would be the first Monday story when we come back? I'm assuming you're going to stick with us for the hour. Yes, I will. Okay, so what's I, the... I want, I want to talk about the Waymo robo-taxi that was destroyed in San Francisco's Chinatown. Oh, I saw crowd this. crowd just got fed up with it and decided to set fire they, to uh, it. You're really giving a lot of like uh, uh-huh. moral credence to this crowd that beat up this vehicle, this automated vehicle, and then lit it on fire. I don't know that it was necessarily a, a good thing that happened. I looked at that and saw it and thought, America, you know. Yeah, well, I'm not saying it's a insane. good thing. I'm just stating the fact. I am with you. Right. I know that they hate these things. And this was before the game started, so it wasn't like a bunch of pissed off 49ers fans or anything. All right, hold on to that one. Doug Turnbull says he, we, st- not, not he, we, we, I'm not driving. I mean, if you're driving, you still have West Side. Jared's upset that his new Monday story sounder was drowned out by the mamas and papas, so I'll, <laughs> I'll give you, let's hear your new. Monday Stories with Greg Russ. Why not the mamas and papas? I hate Mondays. Oh, yeah, you know, do you know that? rats. Yeah, but do you know that actually happened in Georgia? Did you know that? That that the whole story? No, I did not. I didn't. Did you know about the uh, I I don't like Mondays story? No, I do. Look, at, look, I know you do, but this Jared Yamamoto. I'm looking up right now. Saying it was very suggestive. Yes, definitely. All right, so the incident in the Boomtown Rat song, I Don't Like Mondays, didn't happen in Georgia. It turns out that the lead singer, Bob Geldof, from Live Aid fame, a few years later, uh, was doing an interview at Georgia State University, album 88, I guess, I don't know, 1979 was still there. And while he was giving the interview on the Telex, which do those machines even exist anymore? I don't know. <laughs> no. little, in a uh, the story don't. came over, and so he was in Georgia when he saw the story, which uh, is about a police uh, about a, uh, a school shooting. And they were so rare back then that somebody, wow, I'm, I'll write a song about it. That's a, a more innocent time when that was like a thing, like oh, that never happens. I'll write a song about it. So. Uh, 
want to clear that up. And now whatever the sounder is for it, give us a Monday story. Greg Ross. It's Monday story. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I thought he was going to play the sounder again. I've got the Monday story. Monday stories. <laughs> Ooh, that's so this... Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Why do we sound like a bad podcast now? Are you on? Do you have any vodka? Are you are you on? Yeah. No, we got a new vodka coming. So for whatever I'm reason, so drunk. The, the people in the San Francisco Chinatown didn't like this robo taxi. And they've had these things driving around San Francisco for They're a while. automated. There's no driver. Yes. There's no driver. You can find videos online where they get stuck, they get confused. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes people get locked in them and can't get out, and they have to call support, and they oh, have to remotely unlock that, the door. That's not frightening. <laughs> so <laughs> a little glitch. I can't get out of the taxi. So with the Super Bowl, and again, this was before the Super Bowl, like you said, so they weren't angry that they lost. With the Super Bowl and the Lunar New Year, there were a lot of crowds on the streets, and the car kind of got stuck because everyone was in the street, and then they just decided to turn on it. They uh, spray-painted it, smashed in the windows. They set it on fire. Yeah, th this is... Uh... Not good behavior. <laughs> you know, I, I was, uh, I saw a little bit, and it's one of those weird things that's happening in America where it used to be, I think, it used to be that people would step forward. You know, in a situation where there's a moment when a crowd is getting surly, where if, if intelligent people step forward early enough, so okay, okay, all right, everybody, come on. But now, those people just pull out their phones and video, record whatever's going on. That's so the thought. It, this is great content. Right. It's going to be amazing. And, that, and, and the cops say, well, we've got a lot of good posted videos, so we think we've got a lot of good leads. Because so, <laughs> there's like 20 people who probably all posted it on their page. And no one, that's the, I don't even know what it is exactly, but I can tell you the problem lies there. That rather than a few people stepping forward and going, hey, we don't have to go crazy here. I mean, first the graffiti, and then they put fireworks inside the car, and then the car just burnt up. Yeah, and a man with a skateboard smashed in the windows. That's yeah. how they, they were able to get in. Well, the skateboard people, they're usually the first to step forward with logic and reason, <laughs> I've found. I also think he was best. like 38 years old with Yeah, a that's always the best. And by the way, if you're like... Um, if you look to me to be in your late 20s or early 30s and you're riding a bicycle, I'm going to judge you. A bicycle? I'm not, no, I'm not talking about like, you know, would, you know, you look like you might be getting ready for the Le Mans, was that called? The Tour Le Monde or whatever? Le Mans. Oh, yeah, yeah, Tour yeah. De France. Tour de France. Tour de France. Yeah, I'm not talking about that kind of bike. I'm talking about when you're like 28 years old and you're BMX? riding, you're riding it like a BMX. So you're riding a bike that I rode when I was 10. With a sissy bar? Uh, sometimes. Hey, you can't sometimes. say that. Yeah, no, can. I don't care what I can say. What I'm going to tell you is this. Put me in jail. First cancel me, put me on trial, find me guilty, and then put me in jail. If you're 28 to 33 years old and you're riding a bike that a kid should be riding, I'm judging you. <laughs> now, I'm not saying anything because I'm afraid of you. So I'm judging you from inside of my vehicle, and I just keep it to myself. So I'm not going to start any trouble because... As you should be, because no. they'll smash in your vehicle Are instead you of the flame. Are you kidding me? Anybody who's 28 that's willing to ride around on a child's bicycle is going to beat the hell out of me if I say anything. I'm smart enough to know that. But I am judging you. I don't know if it matters to you. Probably not, because what are the chances you're listening to me on your bike radio right now as you... There's a lot of them out Move there. around town. <laughs> I don't listen to the radio or those people. And if you're driving, by the way, if you're 28 to 32 years of age and you're riding a child's bicycle and you have a neck tattoo, well, now I'm really judging you. Now I'm They're really super judging. cool. Uh, have you, you seen my snake? <laughs> on your, which one? The one on my neck. 
Oh, that snake? Yeah. That snake? Oh, this one. That little thing? Oh, yeah. Oh. What if it's a tattoo of his bike on his neck? Well, I'm still judging, although my judgment might be a little bit like, okay, he's got he's emotionally attached to this bike. He might get huffy with you. Some reason. What if it's a tattoo of the bike on the snake? How am I supposed to be afraid of you as some sort of maybe gang member if you're riding a ten year old's bike? What if it's a tattoo of a snake riding the bike? Oh, there we go. On his neck. On your neck? We've already established Monday that. Stories. We've already established that I'm afraid and I'm not going to <laughs> cause any trouble. But as I'm driving past in my ultra fancy Kia, I'm judging you. Doug Turnbull says there are delays. Greg, you're a movie guy. Have you seen that movie Poor Things? I have. That's a trip, huh? <laughs> it's something. <laughs> it's, it's you gotta run I mean, I wouldn't recommend it for but I enjoyed it. Did you like it? Uh, yes. George Clark didn't know what to think, but uh, he, he was just left confused, he told me. But I found a lot of uh, meta, you know, I think it was like God as a scientist or something. I wouldn't recommend it for anybody except people who just really, really, really dig weird movies. Greg Ross. Eric. Oh, there is an open mic. Hold on, I'm going to ask you a question, Greg Russ, but I forgot. There is an open mic concerning our commentary on the driverless automated car that the, the mob blew up in San Francisco. Hey, the reason they set that car on that... Hey, stop for a automated. second. Is that Andy Reid, coach of the Kansas City Chiefs? <laughs> sounds a lot like him. <laughs> He's in a layover. <laughs> hey, the reason they set that car on that... That automated, automated car on fire was because that's just the tip of the spear, and the government is going to use those for surveillance and then eventually force us to use them as our transportation. And then eventually they'll be able to make anybody disappear uh, if they want to. Uh, RFKJR says a, a conspiracy theory is just something the government doesn't want you to hear and doesn't want you to think about. All right, what I would say to uh, uh, Andy Reid-sounding friend there is, uh, I don't, I don't know about your particular theory, but uh, the idea that a mob actually reasoned all of that out <laughs> before the kid with the skateboard broke the window, they threw the fireworks Get it, in. It's so. following us. <laughs> It's going to make me do stuff. It's the tip of the spear. <laughs> hey, it. don't you know? My, under, my understanding is that that RoboCab had just let somebody off like a couple blocks before then. So that guy. We don't need the RoboCabs. The, the government doesn't need the RoboCabs to accomplish all the things that were stated. In that you got a phone in your doing. pocket. Yeah, yeah. You got they a phone in your pocket that does everything that that. Now, if they maybe if they don't let you out, that would be something. You know, it's like, no, you're not going here. You're going there. This yeah. is where we want you to go. We need workers over here. <laughs> <laughs> the car just drives you to where the government wants you to work. Yeah. You're Shanghai. Yeah. Can we say that anymore? Isn't I don't that think uh, so. probably yeah, yeah. not? Well, now they're trying to get well, us. They want us to all to believe we have to go to war with China, so maybe it's okay. Again, who knows? <laughs> have you noticed that no one, no one is talking about the wet market in China anymore? No, not at all. It, so they just stopped talking about it. Now, I'm one of the few people who will tell you, I don't know where COVID-19 came from. I got some ideas. But I'm smart enough to know that some of that is speculation, right? But remember, we were told definitively, no, it came out of that wet market in Wuhan. But now, nobody says that. They just don't talk about it. 
Nobody says, well, it's not that, so we have to go over to these X, Y, or Z. They just stop talking about it. Jake Tapper has absolutely zero curiosity where this virus that, uh, I don't know, killed 4 million people on the planet. 24-hour news station. Zero. After telling you were, like, if you said it didn't come from the wet market, you were a xenophobe. Yes. But now they're trying to get everybody all gung-ho to go to war with China, so they don't care about that anymore. He cares more about his job than he cares about the origins of COVID. If he starts asking questions... Out the door. Oh, what is that? Sounds like a conspiracy theory, RFKJR. Uh, that sounds to me like a conspiracy theory. A conspiracy theory is just something the government doesn't want you to hear and doesn't want you to think about. I don't know what kind of dark web you found that information on, Mr. I go down the list. I'm not going to take your time, but you know. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's right, Mr. President. And in fact, Tony Fauci himself said the same thing. <laughs> I, just, I found out. Yes, yes. I found out that we have a London office, and just thinking of this year and the election, I'm trying to figure out ways to get a visa and just disappear. I'm not saying it's so much better over there, but I no, just want to no, disappear just, for this the year. The days after, the like, I, just, I worry about the month after. This is my hope for the election. Again, as I've said, I'm not voting ever again in my life, and to my audience. I don't vote whichever way you want. This host is not trying to push you in any direction. My only hope is whoever wins, they win by 52.5% or more. It would be great. Whoever wins, 54%. Something that is just like over the top. It wasn't even close. It was a landslide. Either way, because, because of January 6th, we talk a lot about how, you know, Maybe Trump won't accept that he lost the election. But I'm not so sure that the Democrats will accept that they've lost an election either. Nobody's talking about they that. They didn't in 2016. Exactly. So uh, there's part of me, I, told, I think I'm going to talk to the program directors. Yeah, you know, uh, month of November, late October, maybe I'll be doing that one from home. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't want to be stuck in something and some people are blocking the road or some kind of nonsense goes on. Because people are nuts. Yeah, but scooters don't go this far north of um, downtown. So. Scooters? <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> We're right here. In, uh, That's downtown. That's over Old Fourth Ward, that whole area. That's where all those protests were. Before, but we don't know who's going to be protesting. Well, that's true. We don't know which sides we have. I, Nobody's talking about the fact is, are we looking at two sides who, if it comes down to 50.5, yeah. both sides maybe won't back down. What if RFK Jr. wins? Then you and then what if RFK JR wins? What do you got about that? You got, well, if I win, I'm going to go surfing the next day. <laughs> it would be great if nobody voted. That would, that would, <laughs> that would, would be a protest. Happen then? <laughs> that would be a protest. <laughs> Not one vote. That would be a peaceful protest. It would be, but then the same it's, guy just stays president, I think. Is that true? I don't know. Something has to happen. You can't just, you got to do something. I, I don't know if they thought about zero three. votes. Yeah. Zero yeah. votes. No, there's nothing zero votes because the candidates themselves will vote and their friends. So, so one to one. No, at that <laughs> point, you're right, you're right. Who, has, who has the larger family? Well, I think it, it, would, then, it would then go to Congress. Then Congress would decide who the next president is. If the people well, they decide. already decide. No, so Congress whatever. decides when the, uh, in terms of the, if the electors are tied. There's no clear majority, then they will decide. But if there's no electors, that would be a whole different thing. But like I said, it would matter who had the largest family and group of friends yeah. because they would no vote. No point. Well, Kennedy wins. He's got, well, no, because his family won't vote for him. 
Well, he I had think... to apologize to his family for a, an advert, an ad that was on the Super Bowl right. yesterday, which wasn't run by him. It was run by a Super PAC. But he's still, I think he's still glad that they ran the yeah, ad. Of course he is. He's just like, you know, to my family that disagrees with me on stuff. Because apparently what they do, they used an old... They used his dad, or his uncle's... John Kennedy's yeah. ad. And the idea back then was to show, because he was the youngest. Right. So it was to show that uh, he's young, but he's also wise. And I guess they just kind of pushed RFKJR in that. You had that ad? I thought I did. Let me let me see. I thought you did. I thought I had it on my board here. But Do you have says, the uh, Uber ad, Jared? The one the Uber eats where the guy eats uh, peanut butter and then he realizes he has a peanut. They cut allergy. that out. They cut I it know. out. I know. Oh, because, did they cut it out? Yeah, because Just, the uh, uh, council of allergies got upset. Was it a joke? Yes. It was a joke. It was okay. joking. A guy took a. Like, I guess they showed him and his face was swollen and he said something dumb like, I didn't know there were peanuts in peanut butter. Right. And, you know, uh, Joe Biden has been telling us for years, no joke. No joke. We just no haven't joke. been listening. No joke allowed. No joke. No you forgot allowed. to say aloud. But Greg's right. The peanut, or no, the allergy people, like, it's not strong. a laughing yeah. matter. Guys, before we get to this JFK thing, or RFK thing, um, when it comes to these companies, like uh, these uh, services, like DoorDash and Uber, I got to tell you, I don't think, that they can't be around much longer. No, they're too expensive. There's, there's too many people like me. You know, the other day, my wife was out of town. And I was a little hungover, and I woke up, and I really wanted uh, pancakes and uh, chicken from IHOP. <laughs> and I'm such an idiot okay. that basically at the end, I paid forty dollars for this. Yeah, that's right. ridiculous. There cannot be enough idiots but like you did me. It. No, I did it because I, I'm I'm doing okay. A lot of us, when we're hungover, also do that. I know, but. Yeah, it's, it hurts promos. your pocketbook more than it hurts mine. <laughs> yeah, is my point. So I, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's even it's a very very dumb choice for me, and I'm just thinking there's not enough me's out there, hungover, with, you know, I don't waste my money on you know, I don't have a lot of vice I don't gamble so in my mind I'm like yeah I'll waste it on this I don't smoke cigarettes so I don't pay for that kind of stuff but there can't be enough people out there, like me that can waste some disposable income. It is so much cheaper to carry out. Like, I mean, you save... Yeah. I mean, yeah, but who wants to go? You have to leave the house. You got to leave yeah. the house hungover. Yeah. I do it all the time. Well, I, I do not pay that cost. See, unlike you, I am not a functional alcoholic. <laughs> Dumb yeah, Turnbull. Some of us can't function. Yeah, some of us really, you know... It's a, it's a three times a year thing, a hangover. It's not a nightly occurrence. <laughs> Doug Turnbull says there are 285... Somebody's phone ringing? Oh. I guess we're back. Hello. Sorry, Biden just said uh, inflation's down, costs are going down, and I was uh, listening to the audio. Gary, Doritos, put more Doritos in that bag. <laughs> oh, yeah, he gave a speech where he went after shrinkflation. <laughs> They're knocking off. Groceries, people. <laughs> Absolutely Like hilarious. Tim Andrews is always complaining, there aren't enough graham crackers anymore. That's right. You get less graham crackers in your graham crackers. Less graham, more cracker. How did we end up here? I don't know. How do, I'll tell you how we how ended did, up. How does this happen? You mean where we are? It's got to be. It's, it has to be the education system, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know. Ultimately, it has to be that we just have a bunch of superstitious people who, every time things don't go their way, no matter what side they're on, they just they have this wild speculation, and then five minutes later, it's just the truth. <laughs> That's that's the main problem. I think that's part of it, but don't you think another part of it is that these like large corporations get away with a billion things that the normal human yes. person doesn't get away yeah, with? Yeah, and billionaires. You know, uh, really, I it will never happen. But the best way to start reforming 
everything that's going on in this country would be to go back to 1983, pre-1983, and pass a law that says no uh, prescription drug commercials are allowed on television. <laughs> I'm telling you, because... Yeah. Well, what's no, that's a big thing. What's that happening is country yeah. that allows what, it. What hap- was happening? Too. What's happening is that, and I just heard the stat the other day: fifty percent of television news advertising comes from big pharma. And uh, now, why are they doing that? In some ways, to let you know that there's this prescription drug, but in most ways, to let the newsroom know where the money comes from. When is the last time? There's no adversarial. It's funny. I, I, I'm looking at CNN and I'm seeing it all over today. It's like the default position for CNN is whatever NATO says is right. Whatever, obviously, you just do what, you know, what NATO, that's the good thing. That's what we do. But they haven't noticed that people don't think like that anymore. People don't just look at the institutions and just accept, oh, they're just, they care about me. And they, they know they're run by billionaires and corporations all these a-holes who meet in uh where do they meet uh, the swiss alps davos. Davos, davos yes the world economic forum yes who in the hell do you, why should you run the world just because you're the richest people in the world why shouldn't be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got this leader there klaus schwab who if you put him in a bond movie he would be rejected for being too over the top as a villain I'm too authentic. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> just like, you know what? It's just too on the nose. Eat your cricket flower. But does CNN really believe that most Americans still just take whatever the institutions of power are saying? Oh, well, that must be the correct. That must be the truth. <laughs> and maybe they're right sometimes. But we're not right. We're not wrong to be skeptical. This Von Hessler doctrine was brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> And FanDuel. They own the world. <laughs> and FanDuel. <laughs> and FanDuel. <laughs> and DraftKings. Actually, it's DraftDuel and FanKings. And Blue Chew. DraftZerv. Oh, yeah, and Blue Chew. Fellas. Hey, guys. Restart, the, restart that sex. Come on. I know you're 73 and your wife's 75, but you know what she would really like? For you to get frisky again after you, 10 years. I'm not on the list. I'm not going to take your time, but you know. Huh? Get off of me. <laughs> uh, it's about time. I'm going to get on top of you. I just took a blue chew. <laughs> All right. Thanks to everybody listening. Thanks to everybody that's uh, involved in this whole business. Tim Andrews, ah. Jerry Jamamoto, George Clark, Autumn Fisher, Greg Russ. Thank you. <laughs> Shelly Winter's coming up next. I think he's on for like 15 minutes before basketball. But he will be on. He's going to be on for a little while. And while he's on, he's going to do a great job for you. We'll be back tomorrow, 4 p.m., another big, great radio show. You're all invited to join us, but until then, continue on the journey. I do not piss off the Jews. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show from 4 to 7 on 95.5 WSB and follow the doctrine on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter for even more content. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. 
Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.